squeaky this morning. Good morning. Uh, Graham, why don't you come on out? We're doing this in a little different of a time because Graham is interested in getting baptized before he heads off to college. So that's a good reason to change our schedule up a little bit. And it's a little cold this morning. Our heater's broken. Well, that's okay. They don't have to know anything about that, right? <laughs> You'll get a little colder in a second. As long as I bring it back up. Uh, I right? appreciate that. Yeah. Um, but we've heard a lot in John chapter 10 about those who cannot see Jesus is the Christ. And we get an opportunity today to see one and hear from one who has. So, Graham, we're very excited about this. Mm-hmm. A big answer to prayer. Go ahead. Tell us your testimony. All right. Um, I'm Graham Richard. Uh, I've grown up in this church. I've been a professing Christian for around a decade now. This means I've been ignoring Jesus' command to be baptized for around a decade as well. For a lot of kids growing up in a Christian home, myself included, we often don't have a strong conversion story because we've always been surrounded by Christianity. Um, So I wasn't a drug addict or alcoholic at seven or eight years old. Uh, But even growing up as a Christian, I'm still a sinner. It's what I do in the dark or think in my mind that shows that uh, not even my good spiritual upbringing can save me from my sin. Um, I've thoroughly proven to myself that even in my flesh I am capable of and even drawn to evil. Um, Because of this reality of my sin nature, I've struggled with assurance. I'm a sinner, and sometimes that was all I could identify about myself. I was sure that no born-again Christian should be doing what I was doing or struggling in the way that I was struggling. This created a lot of doubt. Um, For me to truly feel confident in my faith, I felt like I needed some sort of definite confirmation. I was waiting for some kind of feeling or moment when everything would change and I could show verifiable proof that I had Christ. Some Christians, probably many in this church, remember the the day where they were first uh, trusted in Jesus for salvation and when they were saved from their sins and their whole lives turned around. I'm a little envious of that because I don't know when I exactly had that moment. Before I first professed Christ as a seven or eight year old, I was definitely a sinner, but even after that moment, the scale of my sin actually grew. As I got older, I lost the innocence that I had as a child, and that led to deeper and darker sin. I was supposed to be growing in spiritual maturity, but instead I was growing in my flesh and my sin nature. I know now that that first salvation prayer I prayed wasn't genuine. I was lying to myself about who who I really was a slave to. Like Paul says in Romans 6, I was letting sin ruin my life. Um, There have been periods in my life where I've prayed the salvation prayer every night. I've prayed that prayer literally over a thousand times in the past ten years. I believe that one of those times, I truly repented and accepted Jesus as master of my heart. I still struggle all the time, but I'm slowly becoming a slave to righteousness instead of a slave to sin. But I don't know which prayer was the actual moment of my salvation, and this has created a lot of doubt. Uh, Before I was saved, I felt like a worthless sinner, and that served a purpose to lead me to the cross. But after my genuine regeneration, even though I was growing in spiritual maturity, uh, I still felt that same depressive feeling of shame for my sin. And this shame pulled me away from any confidence that I had gained in my salvation. This lack of assurance led to me spiritually isolating myself. I would would still come to church, but I would feel a kind of disconnect because even though I called myself a born-again Christian, I felt that I was lacking something. I was still sinning, so what was I missing? 
What was I doing wrong? Through all of this, my parents continued to encourage me to be baptized. Every ordinance Sunday, either one of my parents would come up to me after the service and ask, hey Graham, what do you think of that baptism? Uh, <laughs> and uh, you know, I also received the same kind of encouragement from pastors and other ch- church members. But I always kind of avoided that topic because it made me uncomfortable. I knew it needed to happen, but I never had enough confidence in my salvation to go through with it. Almost, it almost felt like lying, be, uh, proclaiming to the church that I was saved when I wasn't even sure. I tried to write a testimony a few times, but I was never able to even reach a conclusion in my writing. So for years, I just continued to ignore the command to be baptized. But over the past few months, uh, I've come to realize that I can't base my spiritual confidence on how I'm feeling, whether I had a good day or a good week, because I'm always going to struggle. I'm human. I'm a sinner. I'm not going to escape that reality until I die or until Jesus comes back. In my head, I want to be perfectly walking with God when I get baptized, but I can't perfectly walk with him, especially when I've been ignoring one of his commands for many years. So in that way, I'm kind of out of order. Uh, I've heard different versions of an analogy from several men in this church, including my dad and Pastor Steve um, and a couple other men. Uh, The analogy is your walk with God is a car, uh, so there's no use in, in turning the wheel of a car if the car is not moving. And I've been turning the wheel of my faith for such a long time, but I never put my foot on the gas. Um, my unbaptized status has stopped me from uh, feeling confident to evangelize, um, from, from church membership, from communion, and many other core aspects of Christianity. Uh, I'm getting baptized today because I want to obey Jesus. I'm done feeling isolated and doubtful. I want to be confident in my faith. When I walk into a room, I want Jesus to be what makes me different. This baptism can't save me, and ultimately it's just a symbol, but it's the first step in publicly committing my life to my faith. I want to grow in Christ. I want to evangelize. I want to study. I want to be able to teach. And I've come to realize that my salvation is the most important possession that I have. By just observing the world around me, I can see that holding to my faith and to the church is the only way forward. I've waited 10 years since I first professed salvation, and I don't know how many years since my genuine regeneration to get baptized, but I'm thankful to finally be obeying the Lord in this way. Amen. Praise God. God's merciful. There's no perfect people that get baptized, and getting baptized doesn't make you perfect. Just a matter of, as Graham clearly articulated, obeying and believing in the Lord Jesus Christ. And so we're so thankful for that, and thankful for this next step, putting the foot on the gas. And so why don't you come over here a little bit so we don't hit anything. Brother Graham, based on your profession of faith in the Lord Jesus Christ and your evident fruit, Brother, it is a privilege to baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Brother. 
bigger one splashed a little bit more. So I need some windshield wipers up here. But what a blessing. And go today knowing that God is merciful with each and every one of us as we proclaim his name to those who desperately need his mercy. You are dismissed.